and welcome to EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. I'm Prudence Robertson. Legal battles for life. Texas's Attorney General is fighting for life on all fronts, leading up initiatives to stop chemical abortions and hold the White House accountable for their radical abortion policies. Attorney General Ken Paxton joins us to talk about these life-saving initiatives and an important court case that has developed in his state. Forced suicide. More people are being encouraged to end their own lives. Oregon has become a hub for, quote, death tourism. And tragically, this isn't the only place where suicide is being glorified. I speak out about where this disturbing trend is becoming more mainstream. Faith over fear. A young man known as pro-life Spider-Man has scaled some of the tallest buildings in the United States and says it's a matter of life or death. We'll hear what motivates him to perform these dangerous feats and how they advance the pro-life message. The Texas Attorney General is suing President Biden and has taken a number of other decisive actions to make clear that he opposes the president's radical abortion agenda. Attorney General Ken Paxton's lawsuit aims to stop President Biden from enabling CVS, Walgreens, and other pharmacies to sell fatal abortion pills. The AG also joined 20 state attorneys general in sending out a statement directly to pharmacies, warning them about what could happen should they choose to sell these pills en masse. Further, Paxton has taken action to stop the Department of Veterans Affairs from funding abortions for military vets. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton joins me now. General Paxton, hello. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of course. Talk to me about this lawsuit that you've issued against Joe Biden and his administration. So we filed this lawsuit because the Biden administration is seeking to force pharmacies to issue these, uh, these drugs that create abortions. And in our opinion, this is a violation of our state's law. So they are forcing these pharmacies to choose between following state law or following their own made-up federal law. <laughs> and it puts pharmacies in a very difficult spot. And it also violates Texas law. So we've sued them saying, hey, you cannot force pharmacies to issue these abortion-inducing drugs in violation of our state law. And they're also overriding the Dobbs decision and trying to work around, which they often do, work around the Constitution instead of actually following the Constitution. Right, right. And, and talk to me about your state's success in stopping abortions. My understanding is that you all have decreased the abortion rate to nearly zero. So from your point of view, what was key in order to making that a reality in Texas? Well, look, the legislature in Texas deserves a lot of credit. The governor deserves a lot of credit, Governor Abbott, because he signed it. Uh, it's a, it was a great step towards protecting the unborn. And, and, and it's true, we've, we've got abortions down to a very low levels in this state and we are protecting the unborn so they have a chance to live. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed a trend in your state that women who suffer miscarriages are claiming that their doctors denied them abortion care. There was one couple at the State of the Union who did just that, Attorney General. What are your thoughts on this conflating of miscarriage with abortion, this message that's being sent? Well, it's just not true. I mean, doctors, it's, it's, it's possible that they could be misinformed, but their job is, is to take care of the patient. And if there's a risk to the, to the mother, they're supposed to take care of the mother. They're not, they're not there just to, 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 to say you can't ever do this, but they are there to follow state law. If there's ever a medical issue, they're supposed to take care of the mother. So there's, there's nothing in the law that stops them from doing it. As a matter of fact, the law is very clear. If there is, a, is there an issue with the mother's health, they can deal with that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, thanks for speaking so clearly on that. And shifting gears a bit, some mainstream media outlets have reported that there's a developing case in a Texas district court that has the potential to ban the distribution of chemical abortion pills via telemedicine and in pharmacies, as, as we're speaking about. Can you tell us more about that and if that's really a possibility that this could come out of Texas? Well, there's no doubt that we have we have the law to enforce. So if uh, if, if there is a case, the one you mentioned, it should be successful because we have the state law to back it up. And in the end, it's the elected representatives that make that decision. It's not nine members of the Supreme Court, which is what we had obviously in the 70s, but we actually have now elected representatives in every state making that decision. And now that means everybody that, that votes has has an impact on that decision. And as you said, in Texas, we've outlawed it, and that, that case in the long run should be successful. Mm -hmm. We have about a minute left. I just want to get your thoughts on what this year means to you, you know, the first full year without Roe versus Wade, and, and how that really impacts the role of, of attorneys general across the country when it comes to, to defending life. Well, I don't know if there's anything more important that we can be doing is protecting life. And, and we talk about the, the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and that should be for the unborn as well. And so for me, I can't speak for every attorney general, but I know this is true for many of them. This is one of the most important things that I've ever been a part of, because for every day that this is in place, we are saving hundreds, if not thousands, of unborn children who now have a chance to live under that Constitution and pursuing their own happiness. Mm. Amen. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in Texas to protect these babies. Attorney General Ken Paxton, we're praying for you. God bless you. Yeah. Hey, thank you. I appreciate the prayers. Joining me now to continue this discussion is Kelsey Pritchard, SBA Pro-Life America's new director of state public affairs. Kelsey, thanks so much for joining me and, and congrats on your new role. I want to talk more about the work that you're doing with SBA in a moment. But first, could you speak to Attorney General Paxton's leadership on the life front? Yeah, Attorney General Paxton and our pro-life AGs across the U.S., are really on the front lines of fighting the Biden-Harris administration's overreach, especially on chemical abortion. Now, chemical abortion not only ends a life, but it can be very dangerous for women. Uh, it can lead to hemorrhaging. The abortion pills can even cause the need for emergency surgery. And in rare circumstances, it can lead to death. Mm. Uh, we have peer-reviewed research that shows uh, just how dangerous these pills can be, including one study that showed a 500% increase in ER visits amongst women who took these drugs. And so the Biden-Harris administration has this radical agenda of abortion on demand. They don't have the House of Representatives. They don't have a lot of the state houses. And the Democrats don't have a lot of the governor's offices. So unfortunately, the Biden administration has been using the administrative state, specifically the FDA and HHS, to further their agenda on chemical abortion. And thankfully, attorneys general like Ken Paxton are standing firm and fighting against this overreach. Mm. And can you elaborate, Kelsey, on this case out of Texas that has the potential to ban the mass sale of these pills? It seems like this could be a monumental step in the right direction. Yeah, so Attorney General Paxton announced a case um, fighting HHS guidance that requires pharmacies to provide abortion pills, uh, and they're at risk of losing Medicaid and Medicare funding if they refuse to do that. There's also another case that we expect movement on soon, and that's the Alliance of Hippocratic Medicine lawsuit. 
And that lawsuit is actually about the safety of the drug mifepristone. And that's a very commonly used abortion pill. Uh, the argument there is that it shouldn't be FDA approved and it hasn't been proven to be safe as the FDA says it has. It hasn't had to clear the kind of uh, hurdles or scrutiny that other drugs have had to. And so the argument is that that drug should not be approved or should the pr approval should be pending uh, proving that it is actually safe for women. For instance, it was never actually studied in minors when it was approved. And so this case, we're expecting movement on it soon, and it could have a huge impact on, on the pro-life movement and the availability of that dangerous illegal drug that is illegal in some places. Mm. That's good to know. We'll continue to track that. Uh, so I want to shift gears. You've joined SBA's growing state affairs team. Talk to me about your goals in this new role and what you'll be working on. Yeah. So I am the latest addition to the state affairs team. And you and your viewers won't be surprised to know that we're, we're beefing up our state affairs team uh, following the Dobbs decision. And so our goal as state affairs is really to save as many lives as we can, as fast as we can. And so we do that by finding consensus in individual states and then finding how we can practically save lives. And so that means that we're kind of focusing on three things. The first thing would be life-saving legislation and it's legislative session time. And so we have states where we're prioritizing bills, um, whether it be a life at conception bill or heartbeat bill, it all depends upon what the consensus is in a certain state and what we think is possible to get passed by the legislature and signed by the governor. Um, and so we're focused on those bills. Secondly, we're also focused on pro-life safety net legislation. So that can include anything from like funding pregnancy resource centers. Um, I've seen a proposal to eliminate sales tax on baby items and even creating a child care tax credit in some states. Those are things that we would hope would have bipartisan support and that Republicans and Democrats could rally around. Uh, and it's encouraging to see uh, the ways that the pro-life movement is encouraging uh, this kind of family-centered policy and legislation. And then lastly, we are going to be turning our attention to ballot measures soon as those things kind of shape up and, and we know what to expect in the coming election. Mm. That's great to know. And, and speaking of the states, in Wisconsin, a conservative Supreme Court justice is retiring and his replacement will actually be elected by Wisconsinites. I noticed that SBA endorsed a candidate in this race. Can you explain why your team is, is getting involved? This seems like quite a unique situation. Yeah, I think Politico called this race the most important election nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> and that's, that's about right. Um, we are getting in the race to support Justice Daniel Kelly. He is a former Supreme Court justice in Wisconsin, and he has a very clear record of ruling along the lines of the Constitution and respecting the rule of law. And this is a very crucial race for all of Wisconsin, but especially for the unborn there, because there is a law there that protects life at conception, and it is being challenged. So it's likely that it will make its way to the Supreme Court. Mm. And this race will decide the balance of the court. It's extremely concerning that the other side, um, one of the liberal candidates that's running, she's running ads saying that she will be a pro-abortion vote on the court and she will rule based on her political opinions and not based on 
what the law says or what the Constitution says. And so that that's a, a wake up call, I think, and it shows us what we're up against. And it's one of the reasons we're getting into this race that might have low turnout um, and to try to to engage and, and make people aware that this is happening. Yeah. And it will be it will be crucial. So the primary is on Tuesday. The two who advance from there will go to the general in April. And so would encourage your your viewers in Wisconsin to get out and vote on Tuesday for Justine O'Kelly. Mm. Well, that's a wake-up call indeed. Thank you so much for putting that on our radar. And thanks for joining us. Kelsey Pritchard, SBA Pro-Life America. Thank you, Brennan. It's clear that many are taking action against President Biden in response to his full court press to expand chemical abortion. And many medical professionals are speaking out on this too. Dr. Robin Perucci is a neonatologist who cares for babies just after they're born. A lot of these babies are born premature. She joined us a few days ago to share her perspective on all of this. Take a look. Dr. Robin Perucci is a neonatologist and board member of the American College of Pediatricians. She's also an associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, and she joins me now. Dr. Perucci, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming into the studio today. Oh, it, what a privilege to be here. Yes. I want to start by asking you about the recent paper that your group uh, released detailing the dangers of chemical abortion. What are some of the top lines from that paper? Boy, this really is... Uh, a pseudonym for medical neglect and abandonment, because these poor girls will be going in um, and taking these pills, often without any medical supervision whatsoever, mm. uh, setting them up for the, you know, their own disaster, as well as the babies. Um, problems like bleeding, both acutely, immediately, and then prolonged or infection, or missing an ectopic pregnancy. For all the verbiage we've heard about that in the news, mm. now we could miss it. Yeah. Um, and I'm terrified that we'll lose moms. Right, right. And what was your immediate reaction to the fact that CVS and Walgreens are probably going to be selling these pills off the shelves pretty soon? Well, first of all, making pharmacists complicit in this is just heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and the thought of someone just wandering into Walgreens, having a bad day, having a moment that they're scared, not answering any of the other problems that brought them to a point where they actually want to intentionally abort their baby. Housing, food, are they being abused? Are they being sex trafficked? These are all huge questions, mm -hmm. and they're on their own. Once again, they've been abandoned by everyone, and especially the medical system, for a, saying that this is reasonable. Mm -hmm. There can be such a damage. Yeah. And Dr. Pucci, you are the medical director of a 50-bed neonatal unit, so you have a lot of experience with new babies, a lot of early preterm babies. How, how does the chemical abortion pill potentially affect these children that are, that are born? surviving these chemical abortions and whatnot? Well, we're certainly going to have babies that are expelled too soon. Right. They're, they'll be born. Um, some of them will have already passed, but some of them might be alive and at the very edge of viability. I can't imagine, first of all, the trauma of what that would do to the mother. Um, but then we're going to—she's going to be looking at a baby who might be born alive. Um, it certainly— it decreases our chances of keeping the baby as safe as possible if born outside of a place that's prepared to care for the little one. Sure. But even more importantly, even if born when we're too immature, 
who's there to treat this baby humanely mm. and wrap this little one up and let the mom hold close to her heart for whatever amount of time we have. This is about just humane treatment mm. of everyone involved. Um, this just fails everybody. Yeah. That's beautifully said. And Dr. Perucci, talk to me about the American College of Pediatricians. You serve on the pro-life committee, you're the chair. Talk to me about the size and the scope of the group and what your mission is. Well, um, it is my privilege to serve as the chair. Um, we are hoping to do an increasing amount of work at the state level as well as national. Um, I had the privilege of testifying a couple of years ago for the Born Alive Protection Act. Um, now with the Dobbs decision and these uh, sorts of issues returning to the state level, lots and lots of arguments and new laws coming forward where we're hoping to be an active voice uh, to be speaking uh, for how do we help the mother-infant dyad. Um, as pediatricians, we care for teenagers. Um, as pediatricians and a neonatologist, we care for the premature babies. So. Being able to really give both groups a voice mm -hmm. is part of the mission of the American College of Pediatricians, keeping babies safe, keeping children safe, mm -hmm. um, and then being able to help our legislators, being able to help parents. Um, there's so many hot-button issues. Uh, Pro-life is, you know, the, where, the area that I'm the most active in. Sure. But transgender issues, conscious protection, these are all pillars of what ACPEDS is trying to do and really keep medicine safe um, and uphold the oath we swore um, as doctors to do no harm. Mm, yes. Dr. Bucci, is there anything else you would like to add before, before we close? Any thoughts surrounding the March for Life that just happened, this new year in a post-row world? As a pediatrician, anything, just any thoughts? Boy, my hope in prayer in a post-row world is that we it's a moment we get to open our eyes and our hearts because just changing the law, if we don't change hearts, we failed. Mm. Um, so the prayer really is that we're able to see these little ones for the unique, um, spectacular individuals that they are and care better for them, which only allows us to care better for each other, too. Mm, well said. Well, Dr. Robin Perucci, neonatologist, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Of course. Coming up, we cover the disturbing rise in suicide as I speak out next. You'll be astounded to hear where and why more people are choosing to end their own lives. And Spider-Man is back with a new mission. He joins the program after the break to explain why he repeatedly risks his life by scaling skyscrapers across the U.S. Welcome back to EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. I'm Prudence Robertson. In the state of Oregon and elsewhere, people are being encouraged by medical and educational professionals to kill themselves. That is this week's Speak Out segment. There's a disturbing trend on the rise. More people who are suffering from old age, cancer, and other ailments are being encouraged to end their own lives, despite the fact that their ailments are often benign and potentially quite curable. The state of Oregon is becoming a destination for death tourism. 
One clinic in Portland, known as the End of Life Choices Oregon, has started receiving out-of-state patients who have less than six months to live. The rise of physician-directed deaths follows Canadian trends, where hospital suicides are one of the leading causes of death. In Canada, a person who suffered from hearing loss was allowed to end their life. These ideas are rampant in other places across the world, as many younger people have lost respect for older generations. One Yale professor has even proposed that mass suicide of the elderly could make way for new leaders to chart their paths to leadership. It's sad that mere ailments and age are causing people to want to kill themselves. It's a sign that our culture lacks God and has lost sight of the dignity of the human person. As Christians, we find meaning in suffering, even as the world looks at it as meaningless. Christ invites us to share in his passion and gives meaning to our suffering, as hard as our suffering might seem. St. Paul says it well, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. A young man has taken the country by storm, risking his life in an effort to save the lives of babies in the womb. Who is this man? He's come to be known as pro-life Spider-Man. He's climbed several skyscrapers, most recently scaling the 40-story tall Chase Tower in Arizona. When he successfully reached the top, he was taken into police custody. There was a crowd cheering the climber on at the bottom of the tower. What's his motivation? Mason says he wants to encourage women facing an unplanned pregnancy to live in faith, not fear. Joining me now is the man who has come to be known as pro-life Spider-Man, Mason Deschamps. Spider-Man, hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining Pro-Life Weekly. It's great to see you. Talk to me about your latest climb and, you know, you scaled the Chase Tower in Arizona. It's 40 stories and it measures at 483 feet tall. How did you do it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't really like to use uh, stories as a way to measure because uh, the Aria in Las Vegas is uh, 60 stories, and that's 600 feet. But the Salesforce Tower in uh, San Francisco is 61 stories, and that's 1,070 feet. So I like to use feet. This one was about 480 feet, and there was a little crevice, right? And it was maybe like four or probably about four feet wide, and I use a technique called stemming, where I have my left hand and my left foot on one side, and my right hand and my right foot on the other, and I just press, and just sort of scooch all the way up until, until you're at the top. That's unbelievable. You've got to be really strong to be able to do that. Uh, we've talked a little bit about how you did it, but Mason, why did you do it? What first motivated you to start to start scaling these buildings? Yeah, I got involved in the pro-life movement back in May, and I had heard the story about the Justice for the Five with the babies in D.C. who were just brutally murdered by uh, Cesare Santangelo. Mm. And when I saw that, not only did the police not arrest the abortionist, but arrested my friends, Lauren Handy, uh, instead, I, I just felt convicted. I felt like I needed to get involved in the movement. And being a rock climber, you know, this was my sort of way to use the gifts God gave me. And it's been pretty, pretty, uh, I've been pretty blessed because you can see the kind of media attention that comes with this. And I'm, I'm able to put that into the pro-life movement as well as raise money for, for women in crisis pregnancy. So it's been quite the experience. Yeah, you're really sounding the alarm on this issue. And speaking of arrests, you were arrested after your most recent climb. What was your reaction to that? And, and how did the police treat you upon your arrest? Yeah, you know, I'm arrested almost every time. I've been, I've gotten away once, and it, I wouldn't call it get away, 
there was just no one that saw me climb. And so I got to the top and I was like, well, I guess I let myself out the front door then. <laughs> I don't know. And uh, this time, yeah, the police, uh, they treated me very nice. The fire department treated me very nice. But, um, of course, jail is, is not so nice. They took me in and they held me for about uh, 30 hours. And in jail, you know, you're cold, you're tired, you're hungry. And, of course, I just got done doing a 500-foot a rock climb. So I'm, I'm especially cold and tired and hungry. And they bring you out the food, and it's this hard roll, uh, you know, hard as a rock. And they give you the worst peanut butter I've ever had in my life. And as a rock climber, I've eaten some peanut butter in my days. But now this peanut butter was, oof, like cement. Wow. Um, but, you know, you want to sleep, and you ask for a blanket. And the, I think the guard said, no, what do you think this is, a Burger King? <laughs> so there, there's definitely um, there's definitely some struggle there, but you look at what's happening in these babies, and you, you look at the truth of what abortion is, and it's murder. And if it's really murder, then we need to act like it. So any sort of sacrifice that we can make is is nothing if that's what it takes to, to save a life. Hmm. Mason Deschamps, Pro-Life Spider-Man, thanks for joining us. We're praying for you. Thank you. That does it for this edition of EWTN Pro-Life Weekly. I'm Prudence Robertson. Until next time, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on social media at EWTN Pro-Life on all social media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there. You can also send us a message by emailing ProLifeWeekly at EWTN.com. We love to hear from you. Remember, life is a gift. Your life is a gift. God bless.